Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be with Frank Macri from Thriving Coach Academy. Frank, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Seth. I'm happy to be here. So let's go back in time a little bit. How did you get started? So about seven or eight years ago, I was finishing up a degree in psychology, and I knew that I didn't want to go into therapy uh, because I knew that therapists had a lot of limitations to how they could work. Uh, They really were focused on diagnosing someone with a mental illness, treating that. And I also wanted a career that had more flexibility and more option to really work when I wanted, work with who I wanted to work and have a lot of more space to just be creative. So I was Googling around and found life coaching as a career option and had a reaction I think many people might have, which is, what on earth are life coaches? Is this legitimate? How do you actually make a a real career out of this? And I didn't have a big following or network. I didn't have, frankly, a lot of life experience because I was in my early 20s. But I did know that I had a desire to help people. And I also had a curiosity for how people thought and how their brains worked. So I ended up going through several different trainings and I built up my own life coaching business. Uh, I got it to the first six-figure mark within a couple of years, and at that point, I was blown away because I never in my life could have seen myself being a life coach in my 20s, but when I started having that success, I was uh, contacted by the pro- one of the programs that trained me. They, they hired me to be a trainer for them, but I was so frustrated when I was training the coaches because... They would just be firehosed all this information in like a 30-hour weekend crammed in a stuffy hotel conference room. And I remember at the end of one of those weekends, I said, raise your hand if you're overwhelmed right now. And everyone raised their hand. So I thought, how can I maybe design a program that's simpler, that's streamlined, that really teaches coaches what they need to know without fluff, without too much information? So uh, I created Thriving Coach Academy and have been able to train over a thousand coaches to date who want to have successful coaching businesses. Wow. That is, so there's a lot more. That is an incredible story. And I'm sure that was the short version. And yeah. the long version is probably in a book somewhere or <laughs> should be. 
podcast. So let's unpack that a little bit because there's a whole journey there to talk. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. hours. You could do a three-day seminar in a stuff yeah. hotel conference room. <laughs> right. On that. So when you were starting out as a life coach in your early in your 20s, yeah. what type of pushback did you run in? I mean, you weren't coaching other 20-year-olds to make a hundred grand because they no. couldn't afford you. So how did you deal with the pushback of someone maybe twice or three times your age going, why is, how is this 20 year old kid going to tell me what to do? That's a great question. So this was one of my biggest limiting beliefs. And it was that I wasn't old enough or wise enough to make an impact. And I realized that that was only a limitation I was putting on myself. And it was only until I got out of my own way that I started to attract people of all ages that were just looking for support. So I realized that this idea of credibility <clears throat> was, was very flawed and distorted in my mind. I thought that credibility meant you just had to be a certain age. But I obviously didn't have credibility. I was so young. But what I did have was curiosity. I had curiosity for how people's minds worked, what was getting in people's way, what kind of questions to ask to help people move forward. And I realized that it was my curiosity that actually attracted people to want to work with me and want to pay me, not just pay me, but pay me really well. And most of my clients were absolutely, you know, in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. And uh, one day I had a client come up to me and say, wait, how, are, how old are you again? Like, are you in your 20s? Like, but the thing is, like, they didn't care. They just, people, what I realized is people care about, can you help me? They don't care about like, what's your age or, you know, what do you look like? It's really just, do I believe this person will help me? So what I tell our coaches, no matter their age or their appearance or their background, I say, as long as you can show up with curiosity, a true genuine desire to help people, and you have a framework that you know is going to help them move forward, that's really the recipe for success. So that's how I overcame that with myself. That is fantastic. And so if I'm hearing you correctly, it was more a limiting belief in your own mind yeah. than any physical or mental shortcoming you had. And your greatest obstacle to making a good, a, a high level income as a coach was probably your ability to keep a straight face when you quoted your feet. Yeah, exactly. Just like believing in the value of the work and, you know, letting your curiosity, knowing like you have gifts inside you that are more valuable than this ex external credit. I and mean, of course, credibility is important, but you have curiosity, that genuine desire to help people. I mean, this is really what people feel and you've got to believe it first in order for someone else to believe it. Like if you're, we teach our coaches how to charge a premium, but it's one of the things I use to grow my business is to not charge by the hour, but really just charge confidently premium rates. And, you know, when you tell someone, Hey, I'm $5,000 to work with. My program is $10,000. You've got to believe in the power of coaching. You've got to believe in yourself and you've got to believe in the other person's ability to change. Those are the three things that you must have solid in order to have success. Absolutely. We're going to fast forward a little bit in your journey. Yeah. So were you, when you were coaching, before you were coaching coaches, when you were mm -hmm. coaching clients, were you yeah. focused on any specific type of client? Um, my first couple of years, I was a life coach, very general, and I coached anyone who was feeling stuck in their life. I would do work to write a check. <laughs> yeah, I just like I just showed up. Like here I am. I can help you. I don't need to know how. I don't need to know your problem, but I just need to know how your mind works around it. 
Um, so that's why I tell people like, you don't have to have your own life perfect to be a great life coach. You just need to know how people's minds work. And that's what we teach in the academy. So I coached anyone and everything. And then as I started having more momentum and my practice filled, that's when I dialed in and I started to um, work with, there was a chapter in my business where I worked with the LGBT community, specifically gay men that were needing help finding love and struggling with dating. Um, and then I also transitioned to working with um, entrepreneurs with public speaking challenges. So how to confidently speak in front of groups. So I've been able to, you know, take my coaching business to different corners. At one point, I was doing a lot of executive coaching for organizations. And that's the beauty of having a coaching business. You don't, you don't just have to stay locked in. You can, you can grow as your business grows and let your specialty evolve as you evolve. That is awesome. Okay. So then the company that you trained with, you ended up training for, yeah. started training other coaches in mm -hmm. the methodology you learned. When did you make the decision to quote unquote, leave the nest and start a separate business coaching coaches? Really? When it got to a point where so many people were asking me to help them, they're like, I, we need more help. How do you do this? How do you get clients? How do you have fun? It seems like you're having fun with marketing. How do you do that? So it just came to a point where everything was pointing to do that. And uh, I, the pandemic really fueled a lot of that when it hit because the surge and the demand for coaching went up a lot. Um, so we need more trained coaches. The demand has never been greater for trained co coaches. So that's when I thought, let me sit down. Let me actually create step-by-step -step, A to B what are the things that coaches need to know? Even if they're brand new, even if they don't have a lot of confidence themselves, their own insecurities, what are the skills that they need to know in the frameworks? And I wrote it all out, designed an online program, and it led to Thriving Coach Academy. Well, congratulations. That is absolutely awesome. And then Thriving Coach Academy has obviously grown significantly along yeah. the way. And, and you, you now have helped you know, thousands and thousands of coaches what do you think some of the biggest mistakes are? Because even if we're not a life coach, you know, yeah. a financial advisor may coach their clients, a attorney coaches their clients. Yeah. So even if we're not hanging up a shingle saying, I'm a life coach, this is what I do, but I might counsel or coach my clients. What are some of the biggest mistakes that people doing that make that Thriving Coach Academy can help? One of the biggest mistakes is thinking that you know better than your client, thinking that you know better than them. Um, I like to say that, you know, if, if your client doesn't, doesn't know the answer, no one knows the answer. So a great coach doesn't assume that they know better than their client or that their client needs them to give them an answer. And a lot of people assume that this is what coaches do, is they say, let me tell you how I think you should do it, which is completely opposite of what a true coach does. So real coaching is about how can I support my client to know exactly what's preventing them from accessing the answers that are within? How can I help them make decisions and trust those decisions, right? Have their back on their own decisions and also see maybe where their thinking might get in their own way, how they might be creating rules about themselves that are preventing them from moving forward. So I think that is one of the biggest mistakes is assuming that you know better than your client and that your life experience is what determines your client's success. Your life experience is irrelevant when it comes to supporting someone, right? Your experience doesn't determine your success as a coach. It's your level of curiosity and also using proven frameworks to help people move from A to B.
I love that. It's really about drawing out of the client yeah. what they have forgotten or don't realize or can't see at the moment that they already know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is beautiful. So how have you grown the Thriving Coach Academy so fast? Um, well, we do have a podcast called Life Coaching Secrets. We get a lot of people that are just curious about what it takes to be a great coach. We've got over 50 episodes on the podcast. Um, we are an accredited school as well. So not all coach training programs are created alike. And even though the coaching industry is unregulated, which is a great thing because we have total freedom and what you can charge, where you can work, what you can earn, there is a governing body called the International Coach Federation. So they review your entire curriculum. They reviewed our curriculum, made sure our instructors are up to par and gave us their accredit, their highest level of accreditation. So a lot of coaches when they're, or people thinking of becoming a coach, one of the first things they do is think, okay, well, I want to make sure my program's accredited and I want to make sure that it's giving essential business support. So, so a lot of um, coaches find us from the directory with the ICF and also from the podcast. And then also a lot of our coaches just, you know, spread the word and there's a tremendous amount of word of mouth. Well, congratulations on that. That speaks volumes to what you are doing. Um, with all the success you've had, what's your biggest challenge now? My biggest challenge right now, I'm I mean, just personally, um, I'm working on getting a little bit more sleep at night. My brain likes to think when I go to bed at night and I go to bed very late. <laughs> so I'm getting enough sleep, but this is where I need coaching. And I like to say that all great coaches have coaches. Like every Absolutely. week I get coaching on my own mind. Um, so that, and then also we're expanding our team this year in the academy. So it's exciting that we're now training some of our graduates who want to come back in and be instructors. So that's also been an exciting um, development this year. Awesome. Well, congratulations on that. I will tell you in my own life, I've learned I cannot read work-related stuff within an hour of bedtime or my <laughs> brain will be spinning and I won't be able to go to sleep because I'll have all these ideas about whatever marketing or business or personal development book I read. I have to read fiction, which does not stimulate my brain the same way. So I don't know if that applies to you, but you could try it. No, it totally does. And it's a, it's like the dilemma of, I think, knowing your passion and living your life's mission is you get so excited that sometimes it's hard to know when to stop. Like one of our graduates, Allison, she was, she, and she she's crushing it. She's earning thousands of, um, what is she doing? She was charging a hundred per client before. And then she, now she's charging like 3000 per client wow. now. But anyway, she said one of her problems, I call this desirable problems. I have a podcast called desirable problems. It's like the problems you want to have. She was saying how she finds it hard to go to sleep and stop because she loves coaching and she loves growing her coaching business. So I'm like, okay, at least this is a desirable problem. It could be a lot worse. Like you could just be stuck in a career you don't like and, you know, want to escape your life. At least you're like so actively a part of your life that, you know, now you've just got to manage how to sleep enough. To right. enjoy. Ab absolutely. Amen to that. Your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you're doing? What I like best is that, I mean, specifically teaching coaching, is so fun because there's always more nuance to it. The more and more and more that even every time I teach the skills and our instructors teach, I feel like there's always a layer deeper. There's always, okay, how could we teach this simpler and streamline it? But also just in general, like what makes coaching so amazing for me is seeing someone transform before your eyes. I mean, seeing them, you know, a few weeks from where they started and they're a totally different person. Their, their entire energy is transformed. 
their whole being is different. And I think that's the most beautiful thing is to just see how literally someone can evolve before your eyes. Yeah, absolutely. That is awesome. Um, who is an ideal member for Thriving Coach Academy? I would say like some of the signs that you're born to be a coach, um, if you genuinely want to help people and you want to make a difference in their lives, that's a sign. Um, if you are curious by nature and if you like asking people questions naturally, then that's a sign that you'd make a great coach. Um, if you are someone who is a goal setter and, and you know, someone that sets your own goals in your life, you like personal development, maybe in the you like reading self-help books, that's a sign that you would bring a lot of integrity to your work as a coach. Um, and also just if you believe in possibility, if you believe in change, if you're someone that believes anything is possible, right, that means you would bring a lot of inspiration to your clients. So a lot of people are natural born coaches without even realizing it. So we often attract people who are, who are already in service related industries, a lot of teachers, educators, massage therapists, hairstylists, surprisingly. Um, but it makes sense. Like one of our graduates, Christopher, cutting hair for so many years and realized I didn't really love the cutting hair part, but what I loved was talking yeah. to people when they get, I mean, I just got my hair cut yesterday. And I, I noticed like hairstylists make such great coaches because they're constantly talking to people all day. Um, we get a lot of HR professionals. Uh, we get some lawyers recently. So really, if you are realizing that maybe what you're doing, you're getting success, but you're missing the fulfillment piece. You want to focus more on supporting people and maybe have less of restriction from working a corporate or a nine to five job or, you know, dealing with other things, then those are a sign. Those are signs that your whole life has been pointing you to be a coach. So I say that like, no one just wakes up randomly and decides, Hmm, I'm, I'm bored. Let me just become a life coach. Your whole entire life has been giving you signs and clues. And now it's just about allowing yourself to say yes and get started. Awesome. For our folks watching and listening who want to learn more, where is the best place for them to go? I'd say the Life Coaching Secrets podcast, there's a lot of content out there that you can get started with to check out, you know, how you can learn both the art and the business of coaching. All right. Well, thank you so much. This has been Seth Green with Frank from the Thriving Coach Academy and the Life Coaching Secrets podcast. Frank, thank you so much for your time. Awesome. Thank you, Seth. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We will talk to you or see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text pitch to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.